0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble
1: responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just Like us, each graduate hotel is like a shrine to local team with lots of cool details for alumni nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have thirty plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this: you can save up to thirty percent off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to thirty percent off. So, here's what you do: book your stays at GraduateHotels.com. That's GraduateHotels.com. Winter is coming: heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winner's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Busy weekends are a
3: breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge.
2: (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom Amex. Terms apply.
0: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the City of Angels. Let's talk some sports, shall we? Le'Veon Bell, arguably, maybe inarguably, the best running back in the National Football League will be our guest. That upcoming in 30 minutes. I want to ask him what he he said to Juju Juju Smith-Schuster when they got in the locker room after... uh, Juju laid out Vontez Perfect last week. And how much uh, carryover from that vicious Bengals game there was to uh, the Sunday night game to which they really struggled to put away and actually had to come back and beat the Baltimore Ravens. Le'Veon Bell in 30 minutes. Marshawn Lattimore, quarterback, cornerback for the Nolan Saints, going to join us in uh, just over an hour. And Mark Schleyworth will join us later on in the show. John Carlos Stanton is, in fact, a Yankee. Press conference yesterday. We got to talk about uh, Oklahoma City and how it it these pieces. These are great pieces, great pieces. Uh, maybe not pieces that actually fit together. Uh, plus, Chris Carter on the NFL MVP, and what about the po- potential for the Rockets landing LeBron James? All of those discussions to come. Plus we can take some of your phone calls. You want to work them in eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Let's get to last night's game. Or shall I say last night's debacle. Have you ever seen anybody age more quickly in front of your eyes than what happened with Tom Brady? Like, like Tom Brady has defied all logic with his ability to put together season after season or game after game this year to which you're like, you know what? He looks better. He looks younger. He looks fresher. You know what? Maybe, maybe he can do it forever. Maybe he can play into his mid forties. And then you saw him last night, like, Oh my God, he looks like the oldest human being on earth. He looks like somebody who you, you, you thought to yourself, maybe we should get him out. Cause he's going to, cause this is like, uh, listen, we got company coming over. Somebody put Pop Pop in the garage because he's muttering to himself again, right? That's what it looked like. They weren't bad. They were inept. Blue Tarski, Donut, Bagel, Nil, Zip, Zilch, Zero, Conversions on third down. None. Nary a one? Here's Tom Brady talking about his tough evening.
2: That was pretty bad.
3: I mean, you can't get any worse than that. So, couldn't stay on the field and just didn't make enough plays and
2: just a bad night. So, I've had a lot of good nights this year and this was a bad night.
1: All right, that's 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 fair. Okay, it's fair. Uh, he hasn't thrown for 300 yards since the Oakland game. Oakland, who's got a putrid defense, he's thrown for 300 or more only six times this year. And in fairness, if you really want to look at the Patriots' schedule, right? Patriots schedule as of today, if the playoffs were to begin today, the only playoff teams they would have beaten would be the new Orleans saints. I believe unless the, the Falcons are in the playoffs and I, I don't believe the Falcons are they currently in the playoffs? All right. Texans, Tampa jets, twice Broncos Raiders, Chargers who may well make the playoffs, but I do not believe would be in the playoffs as of today. The Chiefs who beat them at, the, at home, they did—they lost to the Chiefs. So it's not like they're beating the top teams. Think of who the who are the top teams in the NFL. Eagles, Rams, um, Saints they did beat. That was the Saints were 0-2 to start off the year. That was back when they had Adrian Peterson, but they did win that game. They have not played the Steelers yet. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, still first place for now in the AFC West. Granted, Kansas City, totally different team. So in reality, they've been beaten up on the middle to bottom of the league. That's the reality of it. And we can give a little bit of a pass because there's no Gronk. There's also no Edelman. No Edelman, no Gronk on the road in a place uh, in kind of that classic trap game. You got the Steeler game coming up. You got a Miami team that has had a disappointing season, and you end up getting your doors blown off by a Dolphins team that's now kind, still kind of alive and hanging around at six and seven. But the Patriot team looked inept. Have you ever seen anybody age more quickly before our own eyes? Right, like you're you. You would try and context. You've always tried to contextualize. Tom Brady before you're like well you know it's amazing and even better that he's 40 and then last night you're like uh, he uh, looks like he's 40 that's how Brady looked in the Super Bowl against the Giants by the way when they couldn't protect him and to those of you who say hey Brady won the Super Bowl without Rob Gronkowski that is true That is true. he didn't win it without Rob Gronkowski and Julie Nettleman and he didn't have both last night and obviously, that changes the, the dynamic dramatically. Like, you know, well, they just didn't have one guy. Like, dude, one guy, when he demands a double team, when he's a constant mismatch, when you can use him all over the field, that changes your running game, that changes your passing game, that changes everything. Man, did they look bad last night. I mean, that's just one that's hard to get out of your head. Here's Brady on playing without Gronk. Yeah, I mean he's
0: a great player, so anytime he's out there, it helps us. But uh, we got some other good players, and
2: you know, we, like I said, we try to spread the ball around quite a bit, but just couldn't quite make enough plays. You know, I got to throw the ball better, and that's that's where it starts with me.
1: You couldn't make enough. Couldn't make any plays. Like that score was so not indicative of the reality of that game. It, the the perfect example is they got to the one foot line. One foot line. Under two minutes, under two-minute warning. And they got penalty, penalty, stop, stop, field goal, had to kick a field goal, and then a horrible onside kick. Do we have Belichick explaining the onside kick when he's asked about the onside? It's one of the great cuts of all time. Uh, Because Steven Gostkowski, they tried to to lay the ball flat and then huddle up and then just kick it, like just roll it 10 yards. And the, the element of surprise onside kick which not only didn't surprise the Miami Dolphins, it didn't even roll 10 yards. Uh, I'll paraphrase what Belichick said. Mm, it didn't work. They recovered the ball, right? right? But but that, ooh, I mean, what's the movie that Matt Damon ages so quickly? Ramos, you gotta know this one, right? You mean Brad Pitt? No, Brad Pitt reverse ages, right? That's Benjamin Button. Oh, okay. Where you... Yeah. Benjamin Button, he reverse ages. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um I forget which what what movie it's from. Uh but but uh but Matt Damon aging so quick. That, that that's what it looked like. It looked like Jason Kidd in the playoffs when he couldn't even make a layup like, ooh, God, he looks old. God, he looked bad. I mean, maybe you can go with the, they didn't want to show anything because they got Pittsburgh coming up. If that's what you want to do. But that wasn't any fun, right? Like you expected them to just light him up a little bit. But nothing, nothing worked. Amendola was open a couple of times. They're down 17 in the third quarter and it didn't even feel that close. anyway um, I don't it's not Robin Williams the movie Jack it's 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 Matt Damon and there's a Matt Damon movie to which uh, to which he to which he ages really really quickly somebody on Twitter will know this one uh, and they'll tweet it out I actually used the, the 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 gif last night gif gif whatever it's called where he ages super quickly we'll figure it out I mean, it, it, do you remember, here's a better one. Do you remember Rocky, which is Rocky four when Apollo gets killed?
0: Yes. of Drago, yes. right.
1: Yeah. He's in there with Drago and you're like, somebody throwing the towel. This is getting really bad. That's what it felt like last night. Like I thought he was going to get hurt. Somebody get, somebody put, pull pop up out of the game because he can't move. He can't find his receivers. They can't get open. They can't protect him. Somebody has got to get pop Pop out of the game. And, and yeah, any of these quarterbacks, we've seen Dak look bad when he loses Ezekiel Elliott. We've seen Aaron Rodgers struggle when Jordy Nelson went down. But to have zero third down conversions, not one. Not one. I think it's from the end of Saving Private Ryan. I think that's what it's from. To not have one conversion on third down in a made-for-TV game, like, eh. Even the ultimate Patriot hater, right? And there's plenty of Patriot haters, right? There's a good group of people that hate Duke, hate Notre Dame, um, and hate the Patriots, hate the Yankees, you know, hater nation out there, right? They cheated, they deflated footballs, they spied on people, they this, they that, they, the other thing, right? Even they're like, you know, I don't like the Patriots, but this is not even fun to watch them get pummeled this way. Because the Dolphins and it's Jay Cutler and Jay Cutler actually looks good and I hate him too. But last night was a warning sign. Last night was everything Belichick feared over a quarterback aging. Last night was the reason they held on to Garoppolo so long. Because that dude has aged better than anybody. But in addition to the 72 Dolphins, there's there's only one one other person thing out there that's truly undefeated and that's father time
0: be sure to catch live editions of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app
1: i am cautiously pessimistic about the oklahoma city thunder right most people are cautiously optimistic generally that's the way in which i live my life cautiously optimistic But I'm cautiously pessimistic about the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder last night were beaten by the Charlotte Hornets. If you haven't been following the Hornets season, don't worry. Most people haven't. They're stuck in that uh, uh, ugly purgatory of the doldrums of being just good enough to not be terrible, but locked up in contracts to which, of which, somebody just pointed out on Twitter, I say to which, which is bad English. I don't know. Uh, contracts of which make them uh, immovable in terms of you know their, their ceiling is limited based on all the money that they have paid to get to mediocrity. By the way, most people think of mediocrity being the absolute dregs. That's not true. Mediocrity is average, and the fact is they're actually below average. I'm being nice. They had lost three in a row. Uh, before, they had actually lost seven of their last eight games coming into last night. Their head coach, Steve Clifford, is out due to illness. And uh, they scored 40 points in the third quarter. 40 in the third quarter in Oklahoma City to beat the Thunder 116-103. to 103. After the game, Carmelo was, uh, was frustrated, did not answer any questions from reporters, and just left. Melo played 34 minutes, had just 11 points, A negative 21 in his plus-minus. Paul George had the best plus-minus of any of the starters. He was just negative 5. He had 20 points. He was 7 of 14 from the floor. Russell Westbrook, 30 more points, 7 assists, but a negative 12 in plus-minus. Their bench is not great. I I think I'm the only one who seems to have pointed out that when the trade was made, Victor Oladipo was playing like an all-star. I was like, look, everybody's killing the Pacers. Sabonis started half the year for them last year, and he was a rookie. Victor Oladipo is not great, but he's good, and he was under contract, and it wasn't one of these $150 million. It was a big contract, but not a $150 million contract. Like I thought Indiana did way better in that trade than most people gave Kevin Pritchard credit, and now it's looking like they won the trade outright from a, a, an asset who didn't want to be there. But lots of people are talking about Billy Donovan trying to get them to move the ball. And you have pieces from a foregone era. Carmelo Anthony, five years ago, best scorer in the NBA. Over the last decade, he is as diverse and talented an offensive weapon as you're going to find. But where, I mean, there are three levels to which he scores and two of them are not really useful. And the weakest part of his scoring game is outside the three. And that's what he's being called on to do more. He likes to post up. He likes the mid-range jump shot. He is nasty at the block. But nobody posts up anymore. And nobody gives Carmelo the ball and, and he waves everybody away and they clear out like, they don't play that way anymore. They just don't. Like, even his friends. Who are his friends? LeBron James, supposedly a close friend. You remember LeBron James... Trying to move mountains to secure Carmelo Anthony in Cleveland? No. You know why? Because you can't win with him. But the big reason is not on offense. It's not the aging relic that is Carmelo Anthony. It's not even the, and I heard uh, Cowherd compare Russell Westbrook to Allen Iverson. Um, I think he's different than Allen Iverson. I think he's much more dynamic going to the basket than Iverson. Uh, He's he's a much better defender. Iverson played zero defense. And Philadelphia, when they went to the finals that one year, surrounded him with four dudes that would always just junkyard dogs defend, and they would score offensively based upon Iverson and then get an offensive rebound. That was like their whole offense. Russell Westbrook's a much, much better all-around basketball player than Allen Iverson ever was. That's the truth. All-around basketball player. Um... He's more, I would say, Kobe. And remember, Kobe in many ways was wildly uncoachable until they put him with Phil Jackson. And they create a system that he could work in. And trying to create a system with three guys, with with Billy Donovan, who has only been a pro coach for a couple of years now. But what everybody's missing on is the defense is just bad. And what is the core of what you are? Like, this is the big thing in sports radio that, that, you know, there are people who try and do shows that are funny and clever. And we'll talk about different stuff. You know, there are people that, that use sports and they use, they go asides. I know there's people who are competing in this space. They want to talk about politics and compare it to sport. And they go off into sides about politics or pop culture, or just try and be funny. Like all that's great. But the core of what you're supposed to be doing, if you're Fox sports radio is talking about sports, like I'll I'll, go. I'll use some life, some cars, some real estate, some things that are analogous to sports, but we're, we do a sports show here. The core of what has made the Oklahoma City Thunder competitive over the last decade is their defense and rebounding. That's it. That It's their defense. And their defense is bad. There are no other way around it. And part of it is those parts where one, you lost your depth, Right, Two for one trades to get Paul George, two for one trade to get Carmelo Anthony. That's losing four, gaining two, and the two that you've got are supremely talented scorers who have never been called on to play defense. And now you got both of them on the floor many times at the same time. And as good defensively on the interior as Steven Adams is, and he's a monster, a monster. He's a, He's honestly a really athletic, old school big guy it's a hard fit for how people want to play these days. The construct of this team is flawed in that it used to be made up of, and here's the comparison to Iverson, like that 76ers team that went to the NBA Finals, a bunch of junkyard dog defenders, you bring in a spot-up shooter, whatever, creator space, and you just come and go offensively based upon your star player. To now where they've completely changed their DNA. Completely changed their dna and 40 points in the third quarter to a team that had lost seven of eight a team that was nine and 16 a team that just came limping in without their head coach at home i am cautiously pessimistic on the oklahoma city thunder
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
1: Le'Veon Bell is joining us thanks to uh, the good folks at Call of Duty World War II, a breathtaking experience that redefines World War II for a new gaming generation. Uh, LeVion, I appreciate you taking time joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, l- take me back. Um there had to be some carryover from that incredibly physical win over the Bengals last week, right? Your, your defense is one of the best defenses in football, but you guys couldn't, they couldn't stop the Ravens down 11 late. How much of that Bengals game carried over until the Ravens game?
2: Um, you know, we, don't get, don't get me wrong. It's always, you know, tough, you know, playing the AFC North um, rivalry games and especially back to back, you know, you go from a physical game, you know, from the Bengals, um, and then you got to turn around and play another physical game with Baltimore. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of guys were sore, and you know, and you know, we 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 had to do what we had to do because um, it was on a short week, also, you know. So I think you know we did our did, did the best that we could. We got out of the game with a, with a W, um, and that really that's really all that matters to us right now.
1: You know, you had obviously a much publicized contract contract holdout. And I I can't imagine what any football player would think watching what happened to Ryan Shazier in that Bengals game. But for a guy who's hoping to get the biggest contract to running backs ever gotten in the upcoming offseason, like what went through your mind when you saw Ryan laying there motionless?
2: Um, You know, when I seen, you know, Ryan, um, you know, the first thing I I did was pray, Um, you know, because you you never want to see anything like that happen, you know, to anybody. And uh, you know that's kind of the first thing I did, and, and then secondly, you know, um, you know, I prayed for his family. I was just hoping that he would be okay. You know, um, you know, fo- we know football is a, you know, rough game. Um, I always kind of hope for bumps and bruises, you know, and not anything serious. You know, and I and, and I obviously never want to see anything happen, you know, bad like that. So, um, I didn't really at the time I didn't really think about a contract or anything like that. I just kind of figured like, at one, it, it's just crazy how football is. You know, football you can be so good and feeling so great and then it can just take one play you know and it kind of takes you out of the game you know so football is definitely a scary sport and um i think that's why you know i always kind of want to get what i'm what i'm worth you know i'm I'm risking my body and um you know kind of you know my longevity of life you know playing this game i kind of you know want to make sure everything's worth
1: it okay so in, in the first half against the ravens you get hit on the knee and it looked bad. Like, mm-hmm. again, anytime, anytime you get hit and get hurt and they're checking out your knee on the sideline, everyone's holding their collective breath. Uh, how bad did you think it was?
2: When I first got hit, I was scared. I was nervous. Um, you know, because, I mean, I've, I've hurt my knees, you know, like a couple of years in a row. Um, one of my one of the years I had to get surgically, uh, surgically done. And um, so when I first got hit, you know, I was more so nervous. Been in pain, but once I got up and started walking, even though I I was limping and you know I was hurting, once I started walking on it, I knew I was gonna be okay. It just I had to, I knew I knew I had to take like a series of two walks because it was so sore, and um, it's sore today. You know, what I mean it was a little swollen yesterday. Um, you no, know, but I, I've done a lot of treatment and 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 resting it, um, icing it, doing things that I know they get me back right. And um, I'll, I'll be ready for Sunday.
1: You know, one of the things you mentioned the knee injury, which kept you out of the playoffs a couple years ago, really obviously hurt your team's chance to get the Super Bowl. And then uh, you had your ankle twisted by Vontez perfect That was that was what last year, right? I mean, and 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 Vontez is some people consider him the dirtiest player in the league. Uh, when you saw, what did you say to Juju when he came in the locker room after that hit?
2: Um, I mean, when he came to the huddle after the hit, I told him a great block. Um, You know, because that's what it was. It was a great block. Um, You know, because I I feel like, you know, guys like, you know, Burfeet, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm glad he's okay and, you know, everything's all right with him. But, you know, guys like that, you know, it kind of comes full circle. You know, when you're doing things like that to, you know, because, I mean, earlier in the game, Vontae Burfeet hit me the same exact way. I wasn't looking, and he literally just came and hit me out of nowhere. The ball was thrown on the other side of the field, and he just came and hit me. So, I mean, when you do plays like that, over the course of the, your career, of course, guys going to want to get you back, you know. So I feel like Juju had his opportunity. Like, okay, I've been doing this for, you know, he, and it's crazy. It was Juju, a rookie, um, but he said this is my opportunity, to kind of get Vontae back for him hurting AB and Ben and me and you know a whole bunch of other players around the league. Um, you know, he, he hit him. Um, you know, and, I, and the thing about it, it was a football play. Uh, I'm sure he didn't try to hurt him. He just tried to hit him good, and um, you know, that ended up happening the way it did. But um, it kind of happens full circle when you're playing and being a dirty player.
1: Le'Veon Bell joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Everyone, I think, last year was in awe of your patience as a running back on how you you kind of stop for just a tick, you know, to see where you want to go. Has Has the league adjusted in any way? Is there any way that you feel like people are playing differently against you now that kind of the secret of your style is out?
2: Yeah, I mean, you you get a couple teams who play a little different. Um, you know, obviously. You know, teams that play me multiple times a year, like the Bengals and the Ravens, they kind of know my style. You know, so um, they they make adjustments and game plans for that. But, you know, teams we don't usually see all the time, they they still won't know. They can watch on film and, um, you know, they can hear about it and watch on TV all, all they want because they haven't really went against me in that situation, you know. So um, I think it's kind of a mixture. You know, you get some teams like Baltimore Ravens who really know my style to go against you twice a year. Um, You know, and you got other teams we might play once a year like the Jaguars or somebody, and, you know, it is what it is.
1: Why did it take the Steelers so long to decide to feature you this year? I mean, like, look, we all knew what you had – We all knew who you are, and there's a direct correlation between how often you get the football and the success of your team, right? I mean, like just all you have to do is kind of go back through the game log and look at your usage from early in the season uh, until when kind of the season turned around. And, I mean, you know, when you dominate Baltimore, you got 35 carries. When you dominate Cincinnati, you got 35 carries. Why, in your mind, did it take take, uh, Tomlin and the staff so long to decide to hand you the ball more often? (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, you know, truthfully, I'm not sure. You know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I think, you know, it's more so, I guess they try to get, you know, more guys involved in the game. Um, maybe they don't want to put too much on my shoulders. Um, you know, I'm not really sure. You know, I, I'm just glad that, you know, we we turned the season around when we when we, when we got an opportunity to. Uh, we, we lost our last game against the Jaguars, I think. Yeah, yep. it was the Jaguars. Yep. And um, ever since then, you know, we haven't looked back. You know I mean? We had a game, you know, I might have had 35 carries or 30 carries. Um, you know, we won the game, the Titans game. Um, I had 12 carries, you know? So I think it's kind of like, you know, who we're going against and who we're playing. Um, I think as long as I'm getting my touches, um, I think, you know, we have a great chance to you know, win games. Uh,
1: have you ever seen anyone play at a level like A.B. is playing?
2: Um, no. I mean, not right now. He's obviously... You know, extremely hot. Um, he's doing what AB does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, but, him but, but the how ball is that? But and but, game but, winners and, and beating guys on deep balls. That's but, not anything hey, that surprising. levion le, le, Le'veon, um, help I me out. It takes him to do that.
1: Le'veon, help me out. Yes. How is it possible? Like everybody knows he's getting the ball. Everybody knows Ben's looking for him. He's always going to be double covered. <laughs> How is it possible that he's still able to make this volume of catches, this volume of big plays? How is that possible?
2: You know, I think it's more so you kind of got to pick your poison. You know what I mean? A lot of teams who play too high, you know, too high safeties when you have to double-team double A-B, you know, they're kind of nervous about the run, you know, our run game. You know, so then, you know, we we, we cracking them on runs. We breaking nine, you know, 12-yard runs. They got to pick one guy in the box. You know, and, and and that's the time with Ben. He makes the adjustment. A.B.'s now one on one, and we're taking advantage. You know, so I think it's kind of like teams got to kind of pick pick their poison. And um, you no, know, and A.B.'s B's going to make the play. He's like one of the few guys in the league who makes the play every time. And and that's what separates him.
1: No, he 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 does. Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I want to get to you and and uh, Villanueva playing Call of Duty in a second, but uh, Patriots got Patriots did not com- convert a third down last night. Uh, did did not convert a third down. They're getting ready to play you guys, and they looked awful. Do you think they were trying to not show anything? Like, is there any possibility that they were trying to, you know, they didn't have Gronk. They're like, we're not going to show anything because we got the Steelers on the road. We win that game, and we can still get home field advantage throughout. Any thought in your mind they were trying to kind of deceive the world by not showing what showing something for tape?
2: Not at all. You know, I, I don't I don't I don't think you know Bill Belichick. He's such a winning his coach um Tom Brady a winning quarterback, I don't think they went out there and purposely tried not to show things so they, you know, could get ready for next week. They definitely were trying to win the game. Um I just think, you know, the Dolphins played a better football game. You know, if you watch the game, um the Patriots came out a little flat. Um they don't have, you know, re- arguably the best offensive player um in Gronk, you know, and I think he's such a big third down weapon for Tom Brady. He's kind of a, you
0: know, no, a security yeah.
2: blanket. And um, the, and that's the biggest thing. When, we, when you have a, a star player like that, um, you can't get to run a game going.
1: Uh-huh. You know,
2: any team is able to beat you at that at that point.
1: All right, you and uh, uh, Villanueva are playing Call of Duty. Now, that's not fair. Like, he actually went to war, right? Like, he's got to be really uh, yeah. good at <laughs> Call of Duty because he's a former soldier. Isn't that, isn't that an unfair advantage?
2: Unfair <laughs> advantage for who, me or Al? For Al. So, technically, if you're talking about <laughs> – yeah, it is, yeah. Because for him, he actually went to war, so he treats the game as right. if he's actually in war. And that's not how you're supposed to play the video game, you know. Um, and it's funny, he's always teasing me about it. You know, he always thinks he has one life, and you get him multiple lives.
1: Well, listen, Le'Veon, we're so glad that you were able to join us. We wish you hope that knee gets right for Sunday night. I'm sure it will. I know you got a bunch of stuff going on in the background. Thanks for joining us in, uh, and promoting uh, Call of Duty World War II, uh, which, of course, you can pick up. Uh, for uh, for Christmas, for your kids, for any of the holiday season for your kids. And uh, best of luck this weekend against the Pats.
0: Most definitely. thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Let's welcome in uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who's a rookie cornerback, having a tremendous year for the New Orleans Saints. The resurgent New Orleans Saints, who sit atop the NFC South. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on uh, on Fox Sports Radio, did you ever get your teacher a present, or did your parents ever get a teacher a present uh, around around uh, Christmas time? Nah.
4: <laughs> nah, i never got my, my teacher a present.
1: I know that's what my wife's like. Yeah, you do this all the time. I was like I had never heard of this. She's like yeah, you get you get it for the post uh, postman, you get it for the bus drivers. Like what? Nah, like what that's are we doing? Are we just handing that's out that's gifts? That's
4: something you like that they do on a movie, and people think you know that just happens all the time. No, nah, nah,
1: I never did. Marshawn Marshawn Lattimore joining us on on the Doug Gottlieb show. Um, we'll get to your career and your team, uh, coming off the first your first loss in like almost two months, uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. But before we get to that, um I gotta get your thoughts. Ohio State left out of the college football playoff. How have you handled it? Uh, it's been
4: it's been hard. They still went to uh they go to a good Ball, uh you like know, it was between them and Alabama, so uh, you know, you know that that was going to happen. And we had two losses, and to Iowa and Oklahoma. And I think if we wouldn't have lost to Iowa, we would have got in, no question. But you know, just having two losses and then going up against Alabama for the fourth spot, I knew that was that wasn't going to um, happen for us.
1: Yeah, you can't give up 55 to Iowa. That I believe is one of the one of the rules the committee has. They're like, look. Look, there's all these other criteria, but you give up 55 to Iowa, we can't put you in the college football playoff. But look, you play in the South now, right? Like you're a yeah. Midwestern dude, you're a Cleveland guy, you played Ohio State, you're in the South now, and you're in you're in LSU territory, but SEC territory. Like how did, that, that's got when you walk around they're like, "Oh, and LSU people hate Alabama, but Saban did win them a title." Th- that that has to be a completely different conversation than the one you're used to having when people are talking about Alabama getting in.
4: Uh, yeah, well, uh, you no, know, just people. We, I really don't talk about with uh, nobody outside of you know the locker room. Everybody said we uh, we should have got in and all that, but you know I, uh, I haven't talked to it with uh, LSU people. I you mean, know, you know, I know that we got a couple. We got uh, I think one on the team, and and I know they hate Alabama, but you know it is what it is. You know they're winning, and you know they got the uh, saving behind them, so you know that they, they're going to get in every year. I feel
1: like. Yeah, don't, don't ask Ingram about it. You know, Ingram, would just, he'll, just, he'll just run it. just run it. he right. was happy
4: that we won because he knew Alabama
1: was going to get in. Uh, oh, instead of, instead of Wisconsin. All right, so what's, by your estimation, what's go- everything was going right, right? Like you guys were 0-2, people like dummies like me declared you guys dead, and then you just start running through the league. The defense, the running game, what's gone wrong? You lost two out of the last three. When you yeah. watch film, you guys try and fix things. What's gone wrong?
4: uh I know I didn't play the uh, uh, LA game, but I know they were saying like the communication wasn't there on the uh, back end, just on the uh, defensive side. You know, I don't I don't know too much, you know, about what's going on on offense. With uh, you know, just being strictly a defensive player right now. So, but I know on the back end, it was a lot of uh, communication errors uh, for the LA game, and you know we lost that one. and uh, for the Atlanta game it was a, it was a lot of calls that you know could have went either way It was a lot of calls that that wasn't really you know anything but you know that that's how it is when you go out uh, when you're away you're the away team so uh we had to get them we had to get them back you know we play them again uh, the 24th yep. so we had to get them back we had to win that one we had to first we had to win this death game you know coming up, we got to take it one game at a time
1: how much different, though, was it in terms of the level of intensity those last two games? Because, like, look, I, I know all NFL games are played at a greater speed than college games or than high school games, right? But once you get once you get end of season, NFC South, both teams know each other. You're going to play each other twice. Um, you know, that was the second time you played the Panthers. Um, obviously, it's a Falcons team. That's an, that's an arch rival. You experienced those games. Was the level of intensity that much greater than the other regular season games?
4: Of course. You know, for uh, the Panthers game, it was for us to uh, try to win, be number one in the division. So, and we were at home. So, the, the dawn was rocking. You know, they uh, they let that be known that, you know, we need to win that game. And we won that game. And with the Atlanta game, just there, it was it was the same way. You know, because I know that uh, we don't like each other, you know, as uh, a as team's. So it was the same way, just like you know, just like the Panther game at home. So I mean, it, it's a it's a the level of intensity, you know, just between those two games, man. It was it was, it was huge. But um, we just had to uh, keep winning. We had to win out, so we can't uh, be in the playoffs.
1: What's uh what's uh, Julio like to check?
4: He's uh, one of the best receivers in the in the league, if not the best. So of course, there's a talent, but that's the talent. You know, I'm up. You know, have to, uh, to go against, I'm I'm not gonna side back down away from no one. So, uh you know, I'm gonna try to give my all every time I go out there, uh, especially against him. You know, to be the best, you got to play against the best, and you have to be good. good right, against so, the best.
1: so what? So what are the keys? Okay, because like when we we see him, like he's big, he's strong, he's fast. So, what are the when you're lining up and you you got him in two weeks, but and you guys really did a great job of even confusing Matt Ryan. He throws three picks, throwing interceptions in the end zone. When you're lined up across from Julio Jones, what are the keys? I'm
4: not going to get out of the way. I had to play him for the next four or five years, so I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> and I'm going <gonna> <laughs> and, and to do what I do against him, and I'm going to study him and do all that, but I'm going to keep that to myself.
1: Fair enough, Marshawn, uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the, the Saints defense, as you knew when you got there, had been much maligned. I mean, you go through, you know, since they got uh, penalized by the league, it had been in the in the bottom rankings of the league in almost every category. Uh, but you, you're part of kind of this new, fresh blood. W- what You've experienced kind of this metamorphosis. What's it been like? What What's it like to have people count on and depend on the defense instead of Uh, When you got there, the assumption was the defense was always going to give up points and the offense just had to outscore people.
4: Right. It was like Uh, just coming in, you know, everybody was talking about, like, our defense. Like, we were 32nd, and coaches always said, that you know, we had to be better on defense. And I feel like we got those uh, pieces, you know, on defense. And and they were right about us, you know, the first two weeks. We were giving up points, giving up yards, and all that. But that was uh, just communication errors. But uh, once you know we got our our swag together, I feel like that's that's one thing, you know that you need. You know, a confident uh, defense. You know, a lot of people, you know, wasn't very confident, not just in themselves but with each other. And you know, I just try to bring some of that to the defense, and it's been working. So um, you know, we we turned it around a lot. You know, and we still have you know the same pieces we had you know last year on the, on the team. Now we just have me. Marcus Williams, you know, and a couple other uh, people, you know, to step in. But you know, it's been the same people. But you know, we we play with confidence now, Man, I feel like that's a big
1: key. All right, speaking of that confidence, do you spend any time looking around? Like, look, in order to get to the Super Bowl, you guys got a chance. you got a chance of home field advantage, right? Still, still, still out there. Uh, but since you played the Vikings, uh, they've lost their starting quarterback. Eagles, a team that might have home field advantage throughout, they've lost their quarterback. Uh, and the Rams are a team that you've already beaten this year, and you beat them on their on their home field. Like that has to give you great confidence that, like, look, this could this could actually happen.
4: Uh, yeah, we we lost it around.
1: Oh, that's right. You didn't play that game. My bad. My bad. I forgot. You didn't play the, the, that Rams game. Ramos is John. Ramos is uh, he's like, dude, I'm a Rams fan. We won that game. Like, what, what are you talking about? My bad. Yeah. But like, look, when you you've seen so many of these teams have major injuries, and yet you still have Drew, and you're going right. to have. You know, Kamara's going to be there in the playoffs. you got to feel a ton of confidence that you guys are ready to go for the playoffs as opposed to other teams playing their backups.
4: Yeah, I just, um, uh, we really can't look at that because everybody's in the NFL for a reason. So, uh, they're, 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 the backups must be, you know, good enough to play in the NFL. So we, we can't, you know, just look at that and say, like, oh, they're just done. We have to go in there like, like we're playing, you know, their, uh, their starter. So, uh i don't really look at that too much i don't know if anybody else you know on the team do but i don't really look at that too much because they're they're good enough to play in the nfl and you know we had to keep that intensity up no matter what i mean that's how i look at it
1: um okay so help me out with this this gillette it's uh your big day campaign focuses on the your father-son relationship and big moments in a son's life now i have you know, my dad passed away a couple years ago. I have great moments with him. I remember he used to let me shave. Um, he used to let he used to have me shave with. Um, remember, my dad used the, the the disposable razors that had the cover on them, and so I pretend to shave. Right now, I got a son, and I don't use disposables, but we do. He likes to put on the shaving cream. Give me your father son big moment.
4: Uh, just big moment. You talking about like the whole. As, as as a
1: whole
4: yep. save yep. him. Uh well him he um you know, I let him, uh, yeah, save me. I 'cause sometimes you know that's what he do, Cause that's all he got. That's only hair he got is on his face. So he know how to do that. So uh yeah, he saved me w uh the Gillette razors, sometimes uh you no know, clippers it it, it, uh, it all depends on what he you have, but most of the time Gillette razors um uh, you know I just I just like the uh Share that with him, just just that, just just little small things like that, you know, keep us uh, close. So, uh, you know, I I enjoy uh, doing uh, doing this whole thing, uh, this whole commercial with him, You're just keeping him close to me, and uh, just you know, he's been there, you know, since I was young, you know, just from football to you know my first shave or whatever. So just to share this moment with him, you know, it's big for me and him.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm sure he's got to be so proud watching you play on Sundays. And, of course, going to watch you play in the Dome the next two games, uh, a couple games that could decide who wins the NFC South, who gets home field advantage for the first round of the playoffs as well. Congrats on the success in your young career. Marshawn, thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Okay, appreciate that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. And now... <laughs>
1: These decisions are made from above. Doug Gottlieb show Fox sports radio. Uh, Every day we play for you a portion of a show. You may have heard earlier on Fox sports radio or on Fox sports one, which plays on Sirius XM channel 83, Chris Carter, Nick, Wright, Jenna Wolf, part of first things first, which by the way, I'll be on Christmas day. That went over well at home. Um, Chris had this to say about the possibility of a wide receiver being the NFL's MVP.
3: The reason why you don't make a wide receiver, all right, the MVP, is because you can do this without them. Calvin Johnson did the same thing or even better. His team was 4-12, and 12, all right? Wide receivers is a position that is contingent upon other things. Running game, offensive line, the quarterback play, the other wide receivers. It's contingent on so many things. So it's not the most valuable. Like, New England last year, without their best receiver, Bronkowski, they won the Super Bowl. They say, well, he's a tight end. He is the number one wide receiver on the team. You can play great football. Without a wide receiver having dominant... Well, with and, that argument, what other position besides quarterback would you say would be deserving? Any defensive player that's going to have an amazing year, all right? You can't say position defensively. You can say anyone. That's either interceptions or sacks or tackles. You break the NFL record in tackles. Offensively, it is an offensive word. It's made for the quarterback. So the only one going to win, either the quarterbacks or maybe a running back. That's it.
1: I don't know why this is breaking news to anybody, right? They are obviously talking about Antonio Brown, his incredible level of dominance. We talked to Le'Veon Bell about Antonio Brown earlier on the show. You want to download the podcast, go to iTunes or go to wherever you download podcast, type in Doug Gottlieb show. And you can listen to Le'Veon Bell's interview. He actually talked about um, what he said to Juju Smith Schuster after the, the block in the huddle. I said, what'd you say to him in the locker room? He said, oh, I said to him in the huddle, great block. Anyway, we talked about that. I, I look, I've, of course I agree. It's, The same reason that wide receivers take so long to get into the Hall of Fame is the same reason that they can't be an MVP. You're dependent on somebody else, several other people, but somebody else to get you the ball. Like Tyreek Hill was dominant to start the year, a dominant. And when he gets the ball, he's electric. But, you know, he touches the ball at most 10 times a game. Antonio Brown touches it at most 15 times a game. And while he can shift a defense, you got to put a guy over the top, put two guys on him, and open up an offense. The offense is still more based upon what Ben Rosberger can do. Can they run the football than it is simply Antonio Brown? Ah! The That's why Ade- Adele Beckham Jr. can't be the highest paid player. I mean, look, look. And the other point that he made, which is a smart one, which is Calvin Johnson had the greatest season we've ever seen in the history of the position of wide receiver in his team, won four games. Whereas anytime you've had a quarterback have a historically great season, his team is usually historically great. Peyton Manning a couple years ago, 50 touchdown passes. Tom Brady, 50 touchdown passes. When they've had those 50 touchdown passes, their teams have won 14, 15, 16 games in a regular season.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
1: app. LeBron wants to be a mogul. He wants to be the first ever player not just to be a billionaire, but to own the team he plays for. That, that's kind of a baller move, isn't it? Right. On the other hand, there's the trappings of fame, the trappings of L.A. Post career benefits and the fact that every NBA superstar story seems to end up in Los Angeles. Have you been in Staples Center? If you haven't, let me give you a little uh, tour of the of the jerseys on the wall. All right, Wilt Chamberlain started in Philadelphia. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he started his career in Milwaukee. Shaquille O'Neal, he started his career in Orlando. You could say Kobe started in Charlotte, that was a draft day trade that doesn't really that doesn't really hold up. The truth is that Magic Johnson was actually drafted by the uh, New Orleans Jazz draft day trade. Gail Goodridge went back and others in in return. The fact is that all roads. All roads. Point to L.A. He just bought a twenty three million dollar mansion in Brentwood. I'll just say I'll say that like I know he's got little kids and it's got a huge spread and that's cool. I kind of think, though, that if you're a multi-multi-multi-millionaire, potential billionaire, shouldn't you have a house to which you open the back door and you hear, shh, 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 like, Ramos, am I wrong? Like, I get no, it. No, most you, definitely you should hear that. Right? Like, yeah. Now, now, look, if he's LeBron, he just goes and buys another house, whatever. But, like, look, if you're going to do the L.A. thing, do the L.A. thing. And Brentwood is, am- is an amazing area. Who are kidding? getting? Right? I mean it's crazy money there. Brentwood is this kind of small enclave, great restaurant shops. It's UCLA is on one side of the 405, on the beach side of the 405 is Santa Monica and then Brentwood. And Brentwood is the kind of the buffer between Malibu, you've heard of Malibu, right? You've seen pictures of Pepperdine and Santa Monica. Santa Monica has the pier with the Ferris wheel whenever Brentwood does not actually have beachfront homes. It's kind of on a. It's almost like on a, on a plateau, like a bluff or a mesa. Ooh, I use mesa in a sentence. I Always wanted to. A mesa overlooking the water. Got a cute little downtown. Brentwood's amazing. But like, look, if you're a, and and there are ballers that live in Brentwood, and by ballers I mean like real business, like Silicon Valley types. Like that's where you live, raise your kids. You can't hear, shh, 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 shh. And don't give me this, uh you bring the sand into the house thing. Like, if you're owning a $20 million mansion on the water in Malibu, in Santa Monica, in wherever, you get somebody to clean the sand out of your house. Pick it out grain by grain. Anyway, could there be a third player in Lebronapalooza? stay in Cleveland, try and leverage to own the team. No place like home, close to Akron. You left once were hated, don't want to leave a second time. Or LA, La La Land, movies, TV, build your brand, be a movie star, be an icon, be like, you know, you play like Magic Johnson, play for Magic Johnson. The post-career benefits of the Lakers are amazing.